0: He was prepared, even though he did not realize what was going to happen. But because he had been built up. Listen, Jesus said to him, rise up, take up your pallet and walk. Why did they obey? I'll tell you, it was because when John was preaching, one day he told somebody, please help me to where where John is baptizing. And they dragged him down there and he told John, baptize me too. And John baptized him for, as, as a, with a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And he went back to his porch where he was waiting for the stirring of the water. The water they were waiting to, waiting to be stirred, they did not realize it was Jesus Christ. The day Jesus came, the Holy Spirit told him, go there, select that man, pray for him, heal him, and leave the place. Why? He was the only one that left this place to go and meet John for baptism. Like I said, I can't be dogmatic. But I've studied scriptures enough to believe that that's exactly what happened. John the Baptist did not do any mighty work. But he was a typical prophet in Israel. And the primary assignment of prophets is to call people to repentance. I want to digress. You know I like digressing. That's how we learn a lot of things. Somebody say pause. Pause. Now this place you said pause. Remember what I was saying. The primary duty of prophets. John the Baptist was the first and second day of the Lord Jesus. And Jesus was the third day of the first and second days of John. People were prepared by John. Jesus gave them their miracle. Do you remember that? Good. Let's take a pause about the ministry of prophets. Please ignore all these prophets that go around predicting what will happen the next year. Say, Pastor Banki, you're coming again. You too, you came again. Did you not come this year? There was one prophet, I went home a few years ago, my mother said, what do you think of this prophet, this man of God? I said, I don't know. Is he a true prophet? I said, I don't know. Unlike the other fellow, I actually think this one is a Christian. I heard a bit of his history, and that's one of the things you judge whether somebody is a believer or not. Check their history. The one that said he was born again from his mother's womb, just know what he's telling you is that whatever state I was in my mother's womb, I'm still there now, which is dead in my sins. Yes, was never born again. That classifies him. But this other prophet, I will not mention his name. You may know him. You may not know him. doesn't concern me, all right? But I want to say a principle. I had a bit of his story. I said, no, oh, this guy must be a, I think he's a believer. So my mother I said, what do you think? I said, I don't know anything about him. I don't watch him on TV. I have not really... I've seen his program once or twice, but it's not like I sit down to listen to him. I said, I don't know. But what I want to tell you, I know about. A teacher of the world can start teaching nonsense. Today teaches something that is good. Tomorrow is starts teaching what is bad. He was good yesterday. And you pray for him that he will go back to being good. So sometimes prophets also behave like that. But what I want to bring out is that I noticed the man some time ago, he now got into an activity. Which is what I want to warn you about. He started hearing things like pray otherwise a governor would die in 2016. Governors are humans. They must die. When you have thirty six, one may die. And if we pray, like you said we should, maybe none will die. What I want to say is don't pay attention. I'm sorry to say it like that. Bible prophets don't predict. They want. They prepare people. They don't have time for predictions. It is not the duty of prophets to predict. All this one, they come and tell you that, uh, that uh, one man said he saw that a plane will crash in Libya. Is it, what concerns a plane crashing in Libya with your life? Okay. You say you saw it. What does that matter? I don't know whether I get my point. Why are you proving to me that you are a genuine prophet? You are a false prophet if you have to prove it to me. I don't have to prove to you I'm a genuine teacher. Listen to me if I bless you, go. If I don't, leave me alone. I don't have to prove anything to anybody. Paul said, you are the evidence of my apostleship. You were dead in your sins. I came, I preached to you. You are alive now. Does that, do I need to argue that I'm an apostle? That's what Paul was saying. When you see prophets start arguing on the papers, I, I predicted that the train in London will derail. The one in America, they will start showing you video that this was when the man of God said it. Don't get involved. It doesn't concern you. Prophets, you do not have a job to predict. The one that they gather January uh, January, and start their predictions for the year. God's power, oh, many of you are too young. When I was a child, Child, when Shagari was the presidential candidate, Aula was the presidential candidate, Zeke was the presidential candidate. You know the, you know the years I'm talking about. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Some of you say, okay, when was that? Yeah, I'm giving you 79-23. So I was a little boy then. I was not voting, don't worry. So don't think I, I was not But I've always been like that. I'm very keen, I observe things. I still remember my father would buy a newspaper and they're reading the predictions of God's power, Oyewale. He said he was a metaphysicist. That's the guy's name that time, God's power, Oyewale. The one day the man woke up and he died. And people are wondering why did he not predict that you are going to die this year? Because they used to have all kinds of things predictions, people competing. And I want to just tell you, believers don't get carried away, don't be impressed. If you see a preacher trying to prove that two years ago I predicted that the plane will crash in Ukraine, and he wants to show that to you today as a sign as a prophet, ignore him. What did I say? Ignore. For those of you who are into ministry, my own warning is this: it is not your duty as a prophet to predict. Prediction is not one of your assignments. The primary assignment of a prophet is to warn. Go and read all the prophets you know in Israel, from people like Samuel down to Malachi. Look at their general message. It's usually, "Don't disobey the Lord." Thus says the Lord: Trouble will come from the east. Trouble will come from the west it's always a matter of warning people so as to reconcile them to God. It was never a matter of validating their own personal lives. That was why Jonah, Jonah, when they said, go to Nineveh and go and preach, he said, no, I'm going to Tashish, I'm going to sleep. Why? Because he was used to, he would do, in quotes, in quotes, predicting. He would say, 40 days hence. Nineveh will be destroyed. He had done it before. And 40 days came, Nineveh was not destroyed. Which happened again. And he said, was this not the reason why I said I didn't want to come? Why? Because when he says 40 days hence, Nineveh will be overtaken. What was he saying? This is God's judgment coming. What was God saying? God saying this is a call to repentance. And when the men repented, God relented concerning the judgment that he had determined against Nineveh. And the man who was concerned, he bought his own reputation, got angry. You know, some of these are so-called prophecies. They make me laugh. They do what I call balance prophecy. You can't catch me. Nigerians pray, otherwise somebody will die amongst the prominent politicians. If nobody dies, we thank God. It means you people prayed. If the person died, I predicted it. Why you want to use why you for me? Look, listen. I'm not trying to say that you can never find genuine prophets who would do things that would be similar to that. You understand? It's just that what you find. I just want to warn Christians, Don't be impressed. People now be be competing. They'll be competing. Let me drop another word. Sometimes the public they misinterpret true prophecies. Once a man he says something. He said many women will marry this year. In fact, okay. Oh, there's one joke. Oh, my phone is not here. I will have given you the food. <laughs> There's a joke somebody sent to my wife. Well, she had a, she has a child group of her classmates. I just, I just want to explain some things. So somebody sent a joke to my wife and said, ah, my name is Osanso. I just came back from maybe 14 days fasting and prayer on the mountain. And this is the word of God I have for you. Many of you reading this will buy a church card before the end of January. I perceive that 50 women called Ngozi will marry in 2016. The Lord told me that 25 or more emakers will wed this year. And I began to see in the spirit that 700 university graduates will get new jobs in 2016. Very fun, isn't it? That the person writing it was trying to crack a joke. Now, I want to just bring out something to help us beginning of the year. I laughed. One, a lot of prophets do that, so-called prophets. But there is another one that I want you to just understand. Sometimes what the Bible calls prophecy, like I said earlier, is not predicting. This person was trying to predict, okay? And that one was a joke. But sometimes, when the world does not understand, they mock what they don't understand. What do I mean? A prophet can come and say, Hear ye the word of the Lord. Many women will marry this year. It sounds like a prediction, but it's not a prediction. The man is pronouncing a blessing. And he's saying to those who want to marry, Say amen. I need to explain that. Because when the world wants to judge some of this, they don't understand. Oh, I'm seeing in the spirit. Young graduates, employment this year would they not be employed before. Many there will not be employed unless they say amen. So it's not a prediction per se. It's a release of grace from the mouth of a prophet. And what that is supposed to do if it's a genuine prophet which is really preaching and is interacting with people of God is that they are supposed to say amen. He doesn't have to prove to you I prophesied that many people will get jobs. No. I was blessing many people. Those who said amen, they got their breakthrough. I, I hope you're getting my point. We need to understand this clearly. I don't know whether I help somebody today. First lesson, ignore predictions. If planes will crash in Libya, don't worry about it. When these jokers are pushing you up and down, That is when you will have troubles. Wake up every morning. The same word that's keeping you alive will keep you away from Libya. I don't know whether you're catching that. You wake up in the morning. The Lord is with me in my going out and in my coming in. From this day forth and forever. So in the name of Jesus, as the mountain surrounds Jerusalem, so does the law surround his people. That's what I said to some of these prophets. This, this is how you know whether something is genuine or false. You say, okay, now that you have told me, how am I supposed to react? You have told me Nigerians pray, otherwise a governor will die. Honestly, I don't care if a governor dies, because people are going to die, and one of them may be a governor. Of course people are going to die this year. I'm trying to bring out an issue. When somebody gives a prophecy, the question is, how am I supposed to react? is what you go to. How am I supposed to react? You say, oh, I see tankers exploding. Well, in Jesus' name, may tankers not explode, but now that you have said it, the same word I have used for my family for the last 10 years is the one I will use, whether your tankers explode or they don't. Because there are other things that kill, apart from exploding tankers. I don't know whether you are getting what I'm going to say. Don't be worried. Listen, when jo- Joseph was given a word to interpret a dream, you saw what happened. He said, This is what we are going to do about it. It was not, you see, all of you are farming. It shows that I'm a prophet. I mean, think it's, it's not new. When I was a child, I told the gospel year when it was predicting all over the place. Don't be swayed by it. I've seen many good Christians have fallen into it now. That's why I'm talking about it. If you're a preacher, you don't, need to, you don't owe your church prediction. What you owe them is real prophecy. What is prophecy? Is the testimony of Jesus. That's the spirit of prophecy. Beginning of the year, you open your Bible and say you are going to succeed this year. This high is how it's going to come about. Blessed shall you be in the city if you hearken unto the voice of the Lord. Everybody say amen. Everybody says amen. Is that not the same? What are you preaching on January first, February seventeenth? That word is always true. That is the assignment of a preacher. When God gives a special revelation, it is never to validate that you are a prophet. The people that are supposed to know it, if you are a true prophet, you will direct it at them and it's supposed to help them make corrections in their lives or help them prepare for something that they can change. I hope I made my point. Okay, now, we press pause one. we talk about John the Baptist. First and second day. Jesus, the third day, baptism of John, miracles of Jesus. Can you remember that? Okay, that's where we were. We're talking about how our lives change. Yes, that's the point I'm making. So we're explaining that, listen, if your life is going to change, it's not because of outward effort. It is because of the baptism of John. What is the baptism of John? The baptism of John is repentance. It's a forgiveness that comes from repentance. That is, I've been doing things one way. I cannot continue going that way because that's not the way of God. And I changed change my mind, I change my life, I change my attitude, and I have a different thought process. That is what I call the baptism of John. That is what gets us ready for the miracles of the Lord Jesus Christ. By the time Jesus began his miracles, nobody, listen to me, nobody, all those adults in Israel, nobody inside Israel, I don't know about outside, by the time he began to work his miracles, the door was closed. Jesus worked miracles for a short while. It wasn't for a very long time. His ministry lasted about three and a half years. It wasn't for a very long time. Once the miracles began to flow, the door was closed. Again, we can see that from his parables. When they were preparing feasts, they usually close the door first before they start serving the feasts. But the preparation is what I'm talking about. What, will hap- what happened in preparation? God sent John the Baptist. Call to them. If I'm the voice of one crying. Make straight." Make a smooth path for the Lord in the wilderness. He was quoting from Isaiah chapter 40. Make your path straight. Elevate the valleys. Bring down the hills. Repent of your sins. He said reconcile the father to the son. Reconcile the mother to the daughter. He was preaching to them, change your ways, change your attitude. Why? Because the kingdom of God is about to come. And that kingdom will not flow into the lives of those who are not prepared for it. And once the kingdom began to flow, the door was closed. The door was closed. If we are going to change our lives, it starts not by miracles. It's by the words that we hear that rearranges the way we think. Listen to this. i have said it again and again. The truth is that what you see outwardly is a manifestation of what is inside. So when God wants to change people, it doesn't change us from outside. It changes us from inside. Where your life will be in 10 years' time, it's not determined by what you are doing today. It's determined by how you are today. I don't know whether you're getting my point. It's not, the work, it's not what you are doing. If I build my business now, in, four, in 10 years I'll be a multi-millionaire. No. You can be in civil service today and in 10 years you're a multi-millionaire. Because what is really going to bring out wealth out of you is something that is happening inside you. It's not what is happening outside some, I was watching BBC today. They were talking about one young man, uh, you know, he, 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 made, he made a million dollars by the time he was 25. By the time he was, uh, 29, he was a multi-millionaire. He's a South African. It was one company. And they were talking about how did you do, how did that? I was just looking at them. I said, listen, this story he's telling sounds nice. He so said, when they made up my mind, I determined. I said, 10,000 people determined. They all failed. Look at this one. Don't, don't come and confuse me here. The Bible says he himself does not know how. People more determined than you have failed. Some, a week before they made the million, they were passing when, when gangs were fighting. And they, a stray bullets killed them. What are you telling me? Don't come and impress me with I determined I made up my mind, I had my plans, I had my goals. Listen, many people have had plans and goals. Go and ask them where they are. They are rotting in the grave. Some, they didn't die. Their whole business collapsed. They are poor today. And they had their plans. The real things that determine what happens outwardly is the change that occurs inside us. And that is how people's seasons change. Listen to me. Every, listen, your life is made up of how you think. That's why Paul said, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. It's how you think. It's how you think. It's how you reason about things. Listen, again, you've heard it said. If you want to be a millionaire, think like one. That is the lie of the devil. What did I say? You don't sound convinced. (laughs) Jesus said, if you want to be a millionaire, think like a servant. That's what Jesus said. If you want to be a millionaire, think like a paid worker. If you want to be a millionaire, think like somebody who is there to make somebody else rich. Jesus said, that is how you become a millionaire. If you want to be a millionaire, and you're thinking like the world because they don't know what the, what the millionaire say, I'm rich. I don't fly economy. I fly business. I don't use cheap phones. I use expensive phones. I don't wear Chinese shoes. I wear, I wear Italian shoes. I'm a millionaire. I don't wear Nigerian suits. I wear Italian suits. What I have just described to you is a young man that will die in poverty. That's what I've just described to you. He will fail thoroughly. And by the time he's 45 years old, having failed thoroughly for the last 30 years of struggling, thinking like a millionaire, he will blame the country. Let's get this in clear. The mindset that produces millionaires is a mindset that tries to make somebody else rich. It's not the one that says, I am rich. The man who will be able to afford the expensive shoes is the one that's willing to trek to work. You know, the one that look, I'm a big guy. You know, you roll with the big guys, you know. If you are going to a big place, you roll with the big guys. You'll be a flying business class. You don't have money. Better go to God is good. I know what I'm telling you. Join a kid. <laughs> you have no it is not a sign that you are going far. Trying to behave as if you are rich. The behavior that produces wealth, according to the words of our Lord Jesus, is the behavior of a servant. He said, whosoever will be the greatest amongst you, let him be the most serving one. The one that will be rich is the one that will sweep the ground. When everybody is standing like this and saying, no, we are big, all of them will be poor. That's a, that's a, we need to get this thought process right. I tell young women all the time, there's this satanic talk. I marry a man that can take care of me. Ha! You will suffer in this life. I warn you. I marry a man that can take care of me. As hard as life is, I will marry you to take care of you. If I was looking for problems, would not I just stay on my own? Why should I add you to my troubles? My brother is there. That one I was born like that, I could, didn't choose him. <laughs> my cousins are there. I didn't choose them. I just met them like that. They are my cousins. My father is there. He was there before me. All these boys are giving me troubles. And I want to marry I want to add you to it. You say, check come. It makes sense. <laughs> Take out now, doesn't make sense. The troubles I have is enough. So, vision until the day is the one that I was born with. Don't add yourself to it. What I'm saying is this if you are indeed a daughter of a king, you can't have that mindset. What should your mindset be? I will marry a man who, together, we will succeed in this life, who, together, we will do the will of God. Who together will go through affliction and come out on top? Who together will join our hands? And because one will chase a thousand, two will chase ten thousand, we join hands and pray. That little faith that could not amount to much. When I hold his hands, when we pray together, we will move mountains. This is revolutionary thought for many people. But let me tell you the truth. Go and check it. It was Adam that had a problem when they created Eve. Uh, I'm not saying, look, look, you're going to marry a a layabout, about, a loafer. Don't try that one or nobody be send you. Now, before I go on, I'm talking about what? Mindset. I'm talking about what? Mindset. Mindset. You are not a problem for a man to solve. You are a blessed helper God sent to somebody's life. That's what I'm saying. It doesn't mean you are bringing money to his house, you were rich before. No. What I mean is that you come with a spiritual substance that says, oh boy, now that you have married me, you can never be poor in life. Mm-hmm. That's what one of my friends told, told the mother. Say, even if I marry a poor man, my presence in his life will make him rich. I carry an anointing, I carry a grace that brings wealth and prosperity into a home. Yeah. That's what the woman told her, told her mother. And the one I always like to add, if you want to marry a good wife, There's a mindset. As a man, you must also wipe away from your brain. Wipe it away. It's satanic. Say, can't marry that girl. She has too many responsibilities. You don't want to marry the woman because she has responsibility. You're an irresponsible man. That's what you are. This one that God has even blessed you small. Shouldn't you look for how to help somebody? Okay, you, you... Anyway, let's forget it. Why should you marry her? You don't love her anyway. Because if indeed you loved her, you want to alleviate her suffering. What am I trying to say? It's mindset. Listen, let me say something about strongholds quickly. I have reasoned, I have analysed, I have discussed, I have meditated, I have prayed, I have chatted with my wife about it. I've come to a conclusion that strongholds are very wicked. They will make a man, a woman that studied the word of God for 10 years fail. Listening to word all the time? She's listening, He's listening. Learning, reading book. But I'll move forward now. Who I? Why? Stronghold. You see what stronghold? Is? I'll tell you what stronghold is. <laughs> it's very simple. Ah, no. I thank God. I like, I like everybody. But if a man is from an umbrella, lie, lie. As a woman talking, that's what they, it's, 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 it sounds simple, but that's what they call stronghold. Believing God in the name of Jesus. Oh my Eve, mm, I felt the pain. God took her away from my side and formed her. Hallelujah! It creates, declares, declares scripture, sow seed. If they go where they sow seed for such things, which is a joke anyway. But you know, sow seed, do everything. Go finally. One day we just be chatting. Ah, say, ah, Andrew, Alpha, I will thank God. Ah, I'm believing God. 2016. Say, but if a girl is from a broken home, God forbid them. See, all your prayers and confession of five years just went down the drain. It just went down the drain. You just spoiled it. It's called what? Stronghold. Stronghold, I found out, is something that God can do nothing about. <laughs> I told my wife some the other day, I said anything God convicts you of, He can't change you in. Concerning. If the Holy Spirit is convicting you of something, pointing out to you, you know what he said? The only way you will change is if you bring it by yourself, kneel down and confess as sin and push it out of your life. If you like, hear the word from now to thy kingdom come. The word can't crack that thing. Because you have shielded it by yourself. So God said, every time they are preaching, I point it out to you. Two years ago, they were doing marriage by design. In Enugu. I pointed it out. Last year, you should I say yes, I pointed it out. This year, January 1 now, they again. I will not move beyond that point until you take that thing and say, God, I don't like the idea, but let me drop it for you. Stronghold. Ah, I found out strongholds are wicked. People we just hold it. You go preach, 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 preach. Ah, hey, any man that can buy me a car, forget that one. That one pastor is saying. I know how I know how my mother suffered. <laughs> you will oh God. You will preach. <laughs> the girl just are everything you are saying is correct too, but this one pastor not touch Since I was eight. I and Satan agreed. Yeah, she doesn't say it like that, but that's actually what happened. That unless, because I know what used to happen in our house, that's how we used to suffer. Why? Because my father, so I made up my mind in my satanic attitude. I will not let that happen to me. Listen, if you ever watch Kung Fu Panda, what's the name of that thought? Master Ugwe Master said, men often meet their destinies on the road they take to avoid it. <laughs> That's what Master Ugwe said. It's a Chinese proverb. People determine that this will not happen to me and they make up their minds. And for that reason, that way they made up their mind in which they are going to avoid it is the same road that takes them into what they are trying to avoid. The girl will marry a rich man and her presence in his life will ruin him. Yes. You don't know that Jonah can spoil a boat? <laughs> <laughs> boat was going there until she married, he married Jonah. After that, all the containers on the ship, poof, to the ocean. The very thing she tried to avoid is what she will end up in. Strongholds are very wicked. That's the point I'm making. They prevent the word of God from working. You see, a young man, he has learned all the principles of success. How to write the confession for victory. He has learned how to do everything right. He has even learned all the words of righteousness. How to treat his customers. How not to lie. How to use genuine things. How to do everything right. But one stronghold is in his heart. And that is going to ruin everything. What is his stronghold? Somebody lied to him that listen, you know, the sign that you have made it is that you make your first million before you are thirty. It sounds nice, doesn't sound bad. But God said, it said a man's life does not consist in the amount of profit he makes. So until you drop that thing, oh boy, you will not do well in life. He won't know. You now come to you and say, pray for me. Say, pray about what? I have a near success syndrome, as if most Nigerians don't have it. Most Americans have it too. It's not special. Somebody said, I have a disappointing, what is it on promise and fail spirit? I said, what is promise and fail? He said, when people promise me something, they don't fulfill their promise. <laughs> I said, it's like that. They are called human beings. <laughs> the man who told me that, that's what I told him. I said, they are called human beings. I said, the Bible says, "Cursed be the man who trusts in flesh." That's your curse. You are trusting in people. You don't need prayer. You need to stop trusting in people. Human beings. Okay, you never borrowed person money before. He pay you. <laughs> all of you are laughing because it happened to almost all of you. He said, "Ah, Apostle, tomorrow money. Don't worry. Please, just give me ten thousand right a there. Tomorrow money." In fact, you know, he just got my ATM. Something right by this corner, otherwise. <laughs> and you're looking at the man with his fine suit. How can this man be lying? <laughs> you give me ten thousand. I say tomorrow money. Tomorrow money. There's no problem. How was now forty? <laughs> Don't be angry. That's just human beings for you. There's nothing special about it. There's nothing... Don't say, it's, it's, it's my promise and fail syndrome. No, it's called, my neighbors are human syndrome. It's not the promise and fail syndrome. The man who has a problem, the woman who has a problem, is the one who trusts in flesh. It's not the flesh that is failing them. It's the person who trusts in flesh that has the problem. What am I trying to explain? Listen. What God does is that he starts changing us bit by bit. Bit by bit. That young man falls into all these traps simply because he has one thing in mind. And that thing disobeys the word of God. There are those who say, no. I'll like, make my first five million. I'm not going to marry. And you've been, you, 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 you've been engaged for two years. Let me just pray for you. The girl will break the engagement and marry your best friend by the end of the year. <laughs> Don't say amen. It's will happen. I don't want you to have a, Marry her in <laughs> It's true. Why are you giving me a ring? If you know you are not planning to wait until you make money. Why, you, you should have made the money before you buy the ring. You are looking for you to keep in suspension. Think I have all the time. I'm a woman. I'm not a man. Get away. Also. you know <laughs> The Lord is good. I'm telling young people, that is why their life is at a standstill. And God said, if you don't marry that girl... 50,000 together, you know, go we'll see. But she can see you're walking hard. She's ready to walk with you. He said, No, I had told myself. Me, God was not there. It was not the Holy Spirit. Just me and myself. We made up our minds that the day I start planning my account balance cannot be less than 10 million. God said, No problem. She said, Panky has told you, your friend will marry her by. Which time that? Is it June? I said. It's June. Okay, let's move to July. You have to march to go and see her father. Yes? Is it you? <laughs> march! And when I say see her father, I mean, by the time you are leaving, the man gives you a list and a date that all the extended family are coming which must be not more than one month. If you don't know where to do the wedding, don't worry. This man is here. He's, an, he's a specialist. Between me, him, and Pastor Murphy, we can't wait anybody. <laughs> yes, him. Him, me, and Murphy. We can't wait anybody. Don't worry. Do we charge? <laughs> That one is free. The only food we eat is the same one you are serving everybody. And I won't even have time. Now, when you finish, I go. I go and preach. That is, if you don't want your friend, not your enemy, God will arrange it. Okay, let's not say your best friend. Your good friend, marry her by July. Which lets you know that by March, you will have proposed to her. If you don't see her father by that time. Okay, nan. The Lord is good? <laughs> Let's close. Let's close. Let us close. whats the point I've made so far, listen, is when we change, when God removes the strongholds from our hearts, that is, how does he remove it? It's only when we bring it forth, drop it before him, lay it down, confess it as sin, and say, Lord, your word does not support this. There was no way in the scriptures where it said a man must have 10 million in his account before he starts his wedding. The Bible says a man's life does not consist in the abundance of things which he possesses. That is, what he has cannot guarantee what he wants to do in life. That's what the Bible is saying. These are practical things. We have to obey God and not obey our own ideas. Listen to me. If your season is going to change, it's not because dates changed, It's because your heart changed. It's because your mind changed. And my prayer for you is that 2016 will be a time in which you will lay down every stronghold and break them out of your life in the name of Jesus Christ. It will be your season of insight in the name of Jesus. It will be your season of understanding in the name of Jesus Christ. Because that is what you need to break through. It is insight that helps you to change so that you become the man, the woman that God wants you to be inside. And then the right spiritual atmosphere is created around you and you attract all the good that God wants to come into your life. And this year, insight will be your portion in the name of Jesus. Amen. I said, insight will be your portion in the name of Jesus. Amen. Understanding will be with you in the name of Jesus Christ. Let's give a lot of thanks. Say, Father, we thank you. Let's just, Let's just give him thanks. Let's just give him thanks. Let us give him thanks. Please bless somebody on your left. Grab somebody. Grab the person. Just identify one human being. One person, or not two. One person. Uh-huh. Look at the person you want to preach to somebody. The Lord is good. Now tell the person, say in the name of Jesus, this new year, this new year it, shall well it shall be well with you. Tell the person, this new year, 2016, 2016 you, will have wisdom. you will have wisdom. You will have insight. You will have, insight. You will have, understanding. You will have understanding. Say, God will pour grace towards you. Go. Now tell the person, I pray, for you I pray for you that the results you got last year for a particular effort, this year, this year you, will get 10 times more. you will get 10 times more. That is what is called grace, you understand? Amen. That's what grace. Amen. This year you will get 10 times more. This year you will get 10 times Before the year is over, year is over within, 12 months, within 12 months, you will be getting 100 times more. Because of, the grace of God. because of the grace of God, say grace be multiplied to you. Grace be multiplied to you. Listen, Peter said it's in the knowledge of God. So tell the person in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus be, blessed with knowledge. be blessed with knowledge, be blessed with understanding, be blessed with, understanding. Be blessed with, knowledge. Be blessed with knowledge, be blessed with insight. See, every stronghold, every stronghold you will drop it. Say, you, will drop, you, will, drop you will drop it. You will drop it. It will live your life. It will leave your life and, you will and you will move forward. Say, same to me. Same to me. <laughs> Tell yourself, same to me. Same to me. That, is that is also my portion. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Let's share the grace in fellowship. Because of the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, surely we have passed out of death and we have passed into life We are passed out of darkness.